The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, where everyone's in a really good mood. My name is Craig Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you listen to us on the podcast, which you could subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 41st birthday today. Happy birthday to John Oliver. Oh, it's been a day, buddy. This computer is going to be the death of me. Yeah, I know, buddy. I'm done talking. <laughs> it's sitting to my right, the Lilo to my stitch, our West African prince. Ishmael Johnson, you're gonna have to really yeah, no, uh, carry the show. I was today. actually well, I was actually looking something up. Uh, did you see the NCAA just changed their overtime rules? For, no, for they. So uh, Brian Peroni over at uh, two four seven tweeted this out because it was Brian it was, Peroni. It was uh, in regards. I don't even to the, know if he's Italian. I have no idea. Either. <laughs> uh, but it was it was in regards to because we will never see a Texas A&M LSU seven overtime contest in that, in that fashion anymore. Why? Uh, after four overtimes, the NCAA has ruled that uh, teams will just run alternating two-point plays. For, instead of spotting at the 25, they will just run uh, two-point conversion plays after okay. the fourth overtime. Uh, there's obviously a safety element to that, right? Right. It's like we can't have extremely tired guys running into each other. Right. And so it's uh, there will be a two. Let's see. Uh, this rule change was made to limit the number of plays from scrimmage and to bring the game to a conclusion. Uh, additionally, there will be two-minute rest periods after the first and fourth overtimes. So number, so the rules that's after the first, four. Yeah, after four, the first four are same, the same. So the exact it's, same. it's it's just regular overtime, regular overtime, two-point conversion, two-point conversion after the second, right? Yes, okay. and then after the fourth, then it's just two, essentially a shootout. Interesting. And uh, then they also uh, let's see, there is they're going to on the targeting players. on targeting oh. calls. Uh, no longer can a call stand. You have to confirm or oh. uh, it, uh, you have to actually find a targeting. Are they going to the pay play. the players? <laughs> uh, yeah, right here. Every oh, player gets yeah, the user right. like, no. We um, did it. <laughs> we actually did it. But, uh, and then finally. <laughs> we got him. We got him. Uh, then finally, the panel approved a ban on two-man wedge formations on all kickoffs. Uh, okay. And named blindside blocks delivered by an attacking opponent uh, with forcible contact a 15-yard penalty. Mm. So blindside box. Okay. Yeah. So some NCAA news popping out uh, in the last ten minutes. Today so. is Tuesday, April twenty third, two thousand nineteen. That's our newsman, Ishmael Johnson. That's <laughs> yeah. why he's here. Uh, two hundred nineteen days till Thanksgiving. Episode seven forty five. Seven forty five. Kenny Rogers is OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. He went five for seventeen and had a triple at the age of forty <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, okay, on today's show, guys, uh, we've got what I'm calling round number watch twenty nineteen. <laughs> Uh, a, yeah, it's a good title. Because uh, it's like, you know, these these numbers. Uh, <laughs> round numbers are a construct, guys. But we like to celebrate round numbers. It's, so we're going to take a look at who might be reaching some round numbers. It's April. It's April. <laughs> it's April. In the back half of the show, we'll be joined by the head coach of the Tohoku Bulldogs, Coach Stephen Overstreet, entering his third year there as the head football coach there. 
um, a guy who's been around that that uh, athletic program for a while, but uh, was the football promotes football coach a couple of years ago, and they had a nice breakout year last year. Could be on the verge of something big in 2019. Excited to talk to Coach Overstreet coming up here at the back half of the show. They have, you know, I lied yesterday. You know how I told you there were only 18 starters back? Tohoka has 20. No. See? There you go. Way to go. That's Idiot. What, that's what the, the rankings Idiot. thing said. I just did Idiot. the rank things. Idiot. All right. Um, let's get to round number watch 2019. Do we have like a big theme? Uh, I did round number watch I did, 2019. I did, I did this lower third. Do you have the uh, like the rap air horn? Like, oh, on my phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round number watch 2019. Uh, round numbers do not mean any more than uh, any other number, but we have assigned them a special value in our in our society. So let's talk about them. Let's just continue this <laughs> this train. Um, we're going to talk first about teams that have a chance to get to round numbers this year. First and foremost, there are three teams. Right now, there are only 12 teams in Texas high school football, 12 programs with 700 wins. That could swell... That could grow by 25% in 2019. There are three teams that are on the verge of reaching 700 wins. Uh, one of them is Lufkin. They're at 697. It would be pretty shocking if right. they did not go at things, least three and seven. Things are things are looking really dire. That would <laughs> th- that would be very bad if, <laughs> if, if they didn't win three games. I would say Lufkin, pretty good chance to reach 700. Mm-hmm. Same goes for Abilene. We talked about it yesterday, and in an ironic twist, I swear I did I did not know Dale Van Cox was going to retire. Liar. But he did. So Abilene has a new coach, and whoever the new coach is will inherit a, a squad that has an opportunity to earn Abilene's 700th career win. They are at 694 right now, so they have a chance to get there. Same goes a little bit, to, a little bit of a higher climb, but Albany. Mm-hmm. Albany has a chance to get there. They're at 692. I have a feeling eight wins. Danny Face is probably pretty good for eight wins. I would say so. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. Um, as far as 600 wins, a couple other teams have an opportunity to get to 600. Rogers has a chance to get to 600. They're at 596 right now, but it's probably a lock. Um, and then one that's interesting that's going to be close, I think, is Ira Ann. Ira mm-hmm. Ann uh, is going to have a new coach. Coach Corbin Moore uh, resigned, and I believe there were rumblings that they were thinking about going to six-man. Did I have that right? Uh, there was There were some rumblings there. Um, but they are 10 wins away from 600. That might be a little bit of the steep hill to climb with so much change there at Ira Ann, but Ira Ann uh, is, uh, is at 590 right now. And then at the six-man ranks, Eden is 10 wins away from 500. They would become, I believe, just the second six-man team to reach 500 wins. Yeah, Kroll is at 527, and then it's Eden at 490. Um, technically, by the way, Bront, no, they can't. Never mind. They only play 15 games. I was yeah. going to say. They're 16 away. They cannot get there this year. Um, so... That's the teams. As far as the coaches are concerned, uh, Phil Danaher continues to run up the score. Um, Phil Danaher, our friend down there at Corpus Christi Cal Allen, the all-time winningest coach in Texas high school football history, uh, sitting at 445. He could reach the big 450, which I would say is likely, yep. I would say. Uh, I, I would love to know the last time they didn't win five games. It might be, <sighs> it might be like in the last, like, Ice Age. Yeah. Um, so Phil Danher is probably going to get to 450. Speaking of, uh, of going on the small school ranks, uh, the 300-win club is pretty pretty rare, rarefied area as well. There are only, as of right now, 11 coaches who have reached 300 career wins. Uh, we could and arguably should see two more. 
this year. Uh, Mike Hedrick at at uh, Franklin is sitting at 291. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't win nine games this year. Franklin's pretty darn good, usually. And then it'll be uh, kind of similar. They're they're on equal footing. Denny Faith at Albany needs 10 wins to get to 300. So in the same game, Albany. No, I'm sorry. Never mind. No, Albany needs eight wins. That's too bad. They could get their 702nd win. I still. I mean, 10 wins still isn't. 10 wins. That's, I, that's, oh, that's, I think that's, so. a, that's a pretty solid season for Albany. Albany's. Albany. That's. Reach. I would yeah. say that's that's pretty standard. Yeah. Standard operating procedure there. Right. Um. So those are the ones that that we've got our eye on. They could reach 300 wins. Both those guys. Uh, Danaher, if you're interested. Uh, Danaher is currently 20 or he's 19 games ahead of GA Moore. The next active coach is Randy Allen at Highland Park, who's sitting at uh, 376. 376. So uh, he's uh, he's run up a score on 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 anybody. He's going to make sure. Things. See Last anybody... year was the first year Albany didn't win double digits. They won nine. Yeah. Uh, since I'm in 2013. Look, uh, basically, what I'm saying is yeah. So like it's. You know, it's been a minute. Knock on wood for, so, you know, for, for all the good fortune, but it looks like you guys are going to be pretty so solid. So there are going to be some some milestones, yeah. at least some uh, some round numbers that we should see in 2019, and that is a segment that happened on a show in April. <laughs> we are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Am I? Am I transparent enough? Uh, <laughs> we're Texas Football uh, today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. Uh, that is where you can get pre-ordered for the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, profiling more than 400 prospects, or, or rather, previewing every high school team, college team uh, in the state. Wrong promo. Rec- thank you. Recruiting. <laughs> I got my track listings mixed up. Um, recruiting. Uh, 400 pages of goodness. It's why you're probably watching the show. It's how you're familiar with us. Uh, the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can get it mailed directly to you. Uh, do not wait. Do not run around to Brookshire's, uh, uh, Walmart, HEB, anywhere like that. Instead, let us mail it directly to you before it hits shelves. You will get it early. Get it before your friends. Rub it in. That's uh, You can get that. You get the 2019 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of recruiting. You get uh, 400 profiles, more than 400 prospects around the state. Class of 2020, which are kids who are about to finish their fr- uh, finish their senior year, all the way up to the team uh, to the kids in 2023, which are kids who are about to play their freshman year. You get that. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, uh, access to our new recruiting site, TexasFootball.com/recruiting, uh, access to our six-year program rankings, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, access to our archives. Every uh, edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Digitally archived at texasfootball.com slash archive. All that, plus much more premium podcasts. Um, ish will come to your house. Uh, all that <laughs> for low, low price. What if we made that? Like, you had to go to every subscriber's house and, like, do one thing for them. They'd be, <laughs> like, like, they'd be like, hey, man, could you clean my oven? <laughs> it's like you're just clean. Or just like, or I'll just like, uh, can you just play Monopoly with us? I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah. start something be random. Like, be like, hey, we're, we're going to get a... Jenga game. You, uh, or no, you just walk in and be like, hey, can you grab me a soda? Be like, there you go. There you go, man. Later. All right, bye. <laughs> you came all as the way to El Campo for this. As long as I get expense for that. I'm, all, I'll, I'll that be all that for the low, low price. 
What a bad subscription. That's bubble. a terrible. Uh, all that for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for the first year. Nineteen ninety five makes a great gift as well. TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, we are uh, waiting uh, on the head coach of the Tohoku Bulldogs, Coach Stephen Overstreet, going to join us. Uh, it's plugged in. Max pointing to me, and we're good. Max, let's go to the hotline. And let's go to a regional golf tournament to bring in the head coach of the Tohoka Bulldogs. We are joined by Coach Stephen Overstreet. Coach, how are you? I'm good, Greg. How are you? All right. I'm, first and foremost, coaches fall into two categories when it comes to regional golf tournaments. You either love them or you would rather be almost anywhere else. <laughs> Where do you fall on this? Well, here's here's the thing. I'm also the the head golf coach, so ah. uh, I, I fall in that category. I'm glad to be here, and, and we've got some kids that are uh, are pretty good golfers, so uh, it's it's been fun. Uh, let me let me ask you. You're, you're the, uh, for those who don't know, Tohoka up there in, uh, up there in the Panhandle, uh, a two A Division two uh, squad. How many golfers are on your golf team? I've got five. five. I've got a team of five, and I had uh, you know I actually had six that played, uh, but. You know, you can only take five on a team. So my, I got a five. We won our district uh, nice. golf championship and uh, had the first place individual. So, and my top individual was sitting uh, third overall after the first day yesterday. So he's he's kind of struggled a little bit on the front side uh, today, but uh, he he just made the turn right where you guys called right, me. Yeah. So uh, give me a little break from him and him from me, and hopefully we go attack that backside and we can try to get him down to Austin. Good. Well, this is this is a golf podcast, so this is. I'm glad that we're we're talking about this. Um, <laughs> uh, you know that it brings up an interesting point. You know, you you are, and I think you have to do this at a, at a school the the size of Tahoka. But but you wear a lot of hats. Uh, you originally came to Tahoka as the baseball coach. Uh, I, I did. You, you take on the football responsibilities uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, part of the part of the deal, unfortunately for you, was was having to give up the baseball gig. I'm I'm interested. You know, looking back now. Um, uh, your, your feelings on, 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 on leaving behind the diamond, uh, for, for the gridiron. Well, you know, I, I've always been, uh, I spent the, the majority of my career, uh, as a football coach, I spent a lot of my time early in my career as a defensive coordinator, um, you know, and in the opportunity to come to Tahoka presented itself, I'd also served as an assistant baseball coach in, in the early part of my career. And, uh, that opportunity presented itself and, you know, it was an opportunity for me to move over and be a head coach and gain that experience. And, uh, the guy that I worked for at the time told me I'd have been crazy if I, I had turned it down. So I took it and, you know, spent a year as the, the head baseball coach and just an assistant football coach. And then we had a coaching change and, uh, the guy that came in, uh, promoted me to defensive coordinator and I stayed the head baseball coach. So I uh, did that for, I guess, three years. And then last year uh, that gentleman moved on and I was very blessed and fortunate to, uh, to be given the, given the title of head football coach and athletic director. And I continued last year uh, to be the baseball coach as well. And um, you like, you're talking about in a small school, uh, I wear a lot of hats and a lot of my hats that I wear, are, you know, going and supporting our kids wherever they're at. So I put a lot of miles on the, on the school suburban last year and uh i had to give up the diamond but uh, I, i'm honestly it, it, i love it uh, i'm i've got a great baseball coach that replaced me and they've done a a good job they they upgraded or should i say i upgraded in that position 
but no, I'm excited, and, and my heart and soul's always been in football. I love baseball, but uh, my passion's always been in, in football, so I'm, I'm happy to be there. Well, and speaking of which, you know, football took a step forward there in, in your second year. You know, you guys go 4-1 in district, a 6-5 and five record overall, but, but most, you know, most striking to us at least. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but you were, you guys were the third most improved offense in the state at any level last year. Um, making you know, uh, you guys go, uh, I believe, you know, seventeen point six points per game in twenty seventeen to nearly forty five a game in two thousand and eighteen. Uh, to what do you attribute that that kind of jump, that kind of improvement? Uh, total buy-in finally by our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we didn't do anything offensively last year that we didn't do in my first year uh, in Tahoka. I have a, a phenomenal offensive coordinator, a guy that uh, when he came in to interview, uh, he absolutely blew me away. Uh, being a defensive guy, you know, somebody that t- comes in and talks about hanging their hat on running the football and, uh, you know, controlling the clock definitely perks my ears up a little bit. You know, I know it, uh, you know, I know it makes a lot of people happy to see the, the flash and the sideline to sideline spread, but as a defensive coach, when I can see uh, controlling the football and running the football and the clock ticking down where I don't have to play near as many snaps, uh, that makes me excited. And, um, you know, Coach Gorman came in and, and I hired him as my offensive coordinator and he fit that mold to a T. So, you know, our, our kids just bought into it. You know, it was the second year in the same offensive system. Uh, they were all juniors last year. Uh, we're going to have, you know, 10 offensive and nine defensive starters coming back this next year uh, and they'll all be seniors. So they've all played, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, but also now fortunately, uh, they've had to play since they were uh, freshmen. So it's uh, it's been a good thing for us and a, a good thing for our community. Uh, we're talking with uh, Stephen Overstreet, the head coach of the Tohoka Bulldogs here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, you know, you bring up how young you guys were last year. Uh, this was a, a remarkably, remarkably young squad. You guys uh, only graduated six lettermen from, from last year's squad. Did, was there a feeling uh, at, at any point during during the year last year that, that hey, you know, 2018's going pretty well, but, but 2019 really could be something special? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it started out and, you know, we had two really big wins uh, early in the season. We put up 62 and 63 points a game against Plains and uh, Roosevelt there early. And I, I felt like we had really kind of gotten the ball rolling, uh, you know, felt like it was going to be a fun and productive year. I know when people looked at our schedule last year, uh, they probably thought I was absolutely crazy. I picked up the likes of Brownfield, Littlefield, uh, you know, and I kept Sundown on there. But I did that because I felt like our kids needed to be battle tested. Uh, you look up and you look at our by district and you're staring at the likes of Groover and Stratford and Clarendon and Vega and those guys. Uh, if you don't play a, a competitive non-district schedule, a tough district schedule, uh, when you get into the playoffs, that first round's going to be a gauntlet. So I, I felt like it was going to be good for us. Our kids responded extremely well. Uh, both of those games, you know, Littlefield and Brownfield uh, are both 3A schools, uh, obviously larger than what we are. Um, and, and we held our own. And if we had an opportunity to win both of those ball games late in the game. And I was I was super excited. And yeah, looking up at 2019 with what we've got coming back uh, in the positions that we've got them coming back in, uh, it's it's super exciting. This group was uh, was sixth graders that'll be seniors this next year. We're sixth graders when I got to Tahoka, uh, and I had them in pre-athletics. And you know, we were outside doing drills and all kinds of things when they were sixth graders. So uh, yeah, it's definitely a bittersweet moment for me uh, that they're they're growing up and they've become great young men. Uh, but it'll also be a 
a very sad and bittersweet moment uh, when that final horn sounds, hopefully uh, late there in the playoffs, because uh, I'll, I'll have to tell those guys goodbye, and, but also have to tell them thank you for the foundation that they've built for uh, for our Bulldog family as we uh, move forward. It's, it's, it's good times there in Tohoka, and one of the guys who I know that, that you're really excited about uh, is, is Malik Hamilton. Um, I want to say this in a nice way. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think he's going to scare anybody walking off the bus uh, in, in Malik Hamilton. He's not exactly the the, the biggest guy, just uh, clocking in at five eight, one hundred fifty five pounds. But boy, this kid is really special. Does a lot for your ball club. Uh, you're the guy who gets to who's around him the most. You get to you get to see him in practice, see him in the weight room. What is it about Malik Hamilton that that makes him so special? Well, the biggest thing about Malik Hamilton in the last couple of years is the kid finally grew up and matured and and has kind of lived up to the potential that uh, that we all saw that he had from an early age. Uh, you're right. He, he's not one of those guys that's going to wow you when he gets off the bus. Uh, but he's definitely a guy. Uh, when you get up close to him, he's a he's a very thick and solid 155. Uh, you know, he he likes to run the football uh, between the tackles. He's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna, I guess, outrun you uh, per se. But I, I guess if you can kind of relate it to this, and I think people understand what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. uh, he's got good football speed. Uh, you know, he's a 100, 200 guy for us on the track. Uh, you know, I kind of suckered him into running the quarter earlier in the year, and I've been telling him for a few years man you need to run the quarter you need to run the quarter and uh, he got out there and run the quarter and it was probably the worst thing I've ever seen uh, the kid competed his butt off but uh, he came off the track and I said I owe you an apology and he said why I said because you are right you are not a quarter mile guy so you know he, he's a 100 200 guy and I think he's probably as fast on the track as he is in full pads even running those events so he, he's just a kid that that's got you know he's kind of got the it factor for us uh you know he's a a a hard-working kid a grinding kid uh you know a kid that's bought into what we're trying to do um and and i've been super proud of him you know he rushed for a little over a thousand yards his sophomore year uh in in, in kind of a fill-in role for his older brother who was a senior that broke his collarbone in our first scrimmage and you know he uh for all classifications up here on the South Plains uh, during the regular season, he was the, re- the leading rusher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there were quite a few ball games that we took him out early, um, you know, to, to make sure we didn't get him hurt. So uh, just a kid I'm phenomenally excited about, a kid that I really think, uh, you know, can go play football at the next level. Uh, I think it's he's definitely somebody that, uh, you know, somebody could take a chance on. You know, he's not going to be a running back at the next level just, just surely by his size. But, you know, if he did go to a team that was kind of a spread team, uh, you know, his grit and tenacity, he, he reminds me a lot of like a Wes Welker, you know, Eric Morris, Danny Amendola kind of guy uh, that I think could play in the slot, catch the football, and, and make a hand for somebody at the next level. And he's also our middle linebacker, so he's not afraid to put his nose in there and, and, and go make plays. Uh, finally, Coach, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, about your district there, District 4-2A Division II. Uh, seems like, you know, from the outside looking in, uh, it, it seems like it's, it's, it's y'all and Rawls. Uh, you guys played a war again last year, and, and, and Rawls ended up coming out uh, victorious, ended up being the decisive game in that district. Um, but uh, a couple teams on the rise there. I, I think that, you know, you, you look at a team like, uh, like Smyre and like Lockney uh, could be uh, teams that are, that are improving as, as uh, years go on. I'm interested from your perspective, when you take a look at your district, uh, what, what are you looking at for 2019? 
Well, I'm going to look up and I'm going to see two new faces. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, New Home's going to have a brand new coach this next year. So, uh, not not exactly sure what we're going to see offensively and defensively. Uh, and Smire's going to be in the same boat. Uh, you know, two new head coaches are going to join this district. Uh, you know, and definitely a district I felt like even last year uh, was a competitive district. You know, also Lockney in there. Uh, coach Ward does a great job up at Lockney, a game that, you know, we kind of struggled in the second quarter a little bit, we found a way to win, but, uh, you know, if we hadn't had the lead that we had kind of when we hit that rough patch, they kind of capitalized and, and did some things, but we were able to, to seal the deal and close out the ball game. And then of course, of course, you know, Rawls is back again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got Jerry Flores in the backfield, a kid that I've got a lot of respect for a kid, uh, especially as a defensive guy that keeps me up, uh, <laughs> definitely that, that Saturday through, uh, you know, Friday night of the following week, uh, just a good, solid kid. Uh, you know, they had good undersized linemen, but uh, they they got after you and were physical. So, you know, I think it's going to be a district again. I, I tell our kids all the time, you, you can't ever take a, a break or sleep on anybody at any given time. If, you know, if we, uh, you know, unfortunately, and I, I don't mean this to, to sound rude, but if we listen to, you know, the guys that think they're experts, we would never play the game. And, uh, you know, that that's why we come out every Friday night. We tell them one game at a time, one play at a time. And uh, they've bought into that and in our districts that way anybody can be beat and uh I, i'm excited about it I, i'm i'm pumped about 2019 uh i appreciate you calling me and talking to me because it's really the first time i've got an opportunity to talk about it so thank you for uh, making my wife annoyed because now i'm gonna be talking football <laughs> till august well good that's uh, that's happy I'm, I'm but i i have to agree <laughs> with with something you said absolutely don't listen to us do no, do not listen to experts. That's uh, we we are we are guessing just as, as much as anybody else. He's he's no. he's Stephen Overstreet. Please apologize to your wife for us. Uh, he's the head coach of the Tohoka Bulldogs. Uh, coach, really appreciate your time. Uh, congratulations again on a, on a very solid 2018 season. Best of luck at this regional golf tournament. Hey, Greg, I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you guys, and, and I do mean this in all sincerity. Thank you guys uh, for what you do do for us as, as small school guys and the publicity that you give uh, for our kids. It, it's a great thing. Uh, the magazine is phenomenal. Uh, everything that you guys do, we, we truly appreciate it, and we thank you for uh, taking the time out to visit with us and, and give our kids a little love, and hopefully we can uh, make you guys proud and everybody proud in 2019. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Coach. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. There you go. Steven Overstreet, the head coach of the Hooker Bulldogs. Got to get back on that back nine. Got to get, got to rally, <laughs> got to rally there on the back nine. But that, that's true, and, and I'm glad that he's the head football coach because we all know this. When we talk with coaches this time of year, there are guys who regional golf rolls around. They go, yes, all right, cool, like golf. I'm, mm. right, I'm, I'm excited for this. And then there are guys who all they're doing is they're looking at their watch and waiting for, yeah. waiting for fall to roll around. So I'm glad that I'm glad they've got, they've got they're a, scheduling interviews with yeah, Texas football. Today. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I guess I'll talk to those jokers. <laughs> That's fine. So appreciate coach Steven Overstreet. Big things popping there in Tahoka. And I know that uh, there's, you know, obviously Groover uh, lurks in, in that district or up there. Uh, Stratford as well is going to be pretty darn good. Um, you know, you include a team like wink in there, but yeah. I, I don't know. Tahoka's got a ton yeah, coming back. They were probably, super yeah, we're duper young. A really good Tahoka team. I think they bowed out a, uh, about a, a round too early when they lost to kind of an upstart Vega last mm-hmm. year uh, in in the first round. Uh, but I think Tahoka's got something cooking. So we appreciate Coach Stephen Overstreet hopping on with us. Now we go to Max Thompson, a very a happier Max Thompson. Well, I mean the show's not burning down anymore, which it was at the For, beginning. 
America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Yeah. Lots of good thoughts today, though, uh, from Will Boyles, uh, our man who's been on the show a few days in a row now. Uh, coach Overstreet is a super guy beyond what he is as a coach. He's an even better mentor and man. Glad to have him out here on the South Plains. Just need him to move up to Lubbock. Well, he's an Abernathy guy. He's yeah. he's from that part of the world. So he's he's home there in, 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 in Tohoka. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 exciting there. And, and at the 2A Division two level, uh, when you've got – when you've got something like twenty-one Letterman coming back, I mean that's that's huge for them. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm expecting big things. Jacob John with an important observation, also that Overstreet is a phenomenal last name. That's that's also true. That's yeah, also true. that's a great Mizzou last name. had a defensive back named Overstreet at one point yeah. when I was in college. This is an important note here yeah. from Texas right. Football Today. Yeah, and your <laughs> friend Greg Tepper. Yeah. Uh, our man C.H. Adams says, not a bad set, fellas. I suggest you all not wear black shirts with a predominantly black re- background. This is good advice and, and mm-hmm, great, very so. good knowledge of the set. I will say, though, it's April and May, and this magazine's getting made, so we're going to have to worry about rules like that later. The yeah. other, Yeah, this was clean. Also, this is uh, a vintage <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Hank, is, Hank, hadn't, uh, Hank hadn't burped all this over that one. This is something he has, not, he has not puked on. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing gray. So. I love it though. I got my shirt on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, but fine. the other thing is that what I like having the black backdrop uh, with this uh, because then it just makes it look like a bright white floating head. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I am I am yeah. extremely. I'm pale. giving you the one shot there. Uh, no, but that's 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 a good. Uh, sorry, no. Lots of people didn't get notifications today. Oh yeah, I, we had some technical. Yeah, I just this computer. Let me tell you, folks. Yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> folks. Folks. I got thoughts on this computer. Folks, period, 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 period. Folks. Uh, <laughs> Brent Homan goes, uh, man, I, man, I gave up on y'all. Didn't think you were coming on yet. Had logged in to say that, so he didn't give up. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, uh-huh. You can't quit us. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, thanks for Guy Frazier to point to the audio. That's another thing. When the computer crapped out this morning, the audio completely reset, so I fixed that. Thank you for pointing that out. Mizzel Romero brings it back full circle to yesterday. Uh, what note to end, end yesterday's show, by the way? Minister Greg Tepper. Not enough uh, of a deal was made about this on do the show. Do we want to talk about it today or do we want to talk we about can talk Thursday? About, we'll talk about it more Thursday because you'll be leaving to go do your uh, – your Ministerial duties. Yeah. yeah. I was worried about the phrasing, but okay. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Garza, our man, says a uh, brisket sandwich and TFT before track practice. It's going to be a good day. I don't think I could eat a brisket sandwich before track practice. Wait, are you practicing track? Or are you observing? Watching? Yeah, I, observing. I believe he's coaching. Oh, I, no, that's fine. Yeah, I, that's fine. I still think if I If, I if, if yeah. his track experience is anything like my track experience, coach will be sitting in a golf cart <laughs> and just yelling, <laughs> run! Yeah. Uh, Guy Frazier says, <laughs> says, David Overstreet, Mizzou. Dallas, that's it! Dallas Samuel grad. Oh, oh, that's right. He was a Texas yeah. kid. So there's yeah. a Texas kid. I knew I liked him. Look at that. <laughs> Uh, and, Take the scene. We will not Dude, get this. We will, no, not, we will not get this today because we're eight minutes over. But our man Ed McElroy asks, "What team do you see making a deep run this year? Who hasn't in a long time?" Well, that is a great question for Thursday. My goodness! So we'll put it's like you're in booking the show for me. Yeah. That's and uh, shout out to everyone else: Levi Nebush, Josh Chapa. What's up, guys? Daniel Agnew. That's All gonna right, do it for Adams. us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Tahoka Coach Stephen Overstreet for being our guest. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. On Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.